Welcome to The Preventable. Preventable, we're several episodes in. We have no idea what's happening, but here's what we do know. Today, I am welcoming to the table Annie O'Donohue, who, amongst other amazing talents and just awesomeness that is Annie, uh, she's the only person that I actually made up a job for and hired pretty much on the spot, said we'd figure it out. Wow, that's right. I yeah, about yeah. That. And uh, I have to say, when I first met you, we had no openings. And my predecessor said, uh, after he was out, he was like, there's this this girl, he said. <laughs> there's this girl you got to meet. She just moved back here. She's a bartender. I don't know. But <laughs> there's just something about her. And I was like, oh, I don't know. okay, Howard, <laughs> let me, let me. And he's like, and I play golf with her dad. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's the root. That's the root. So you came in for a conversation, I yeah. guess. And during the conversation, I shared with you that I was sort of looking for some ways to get like younger people involved. Because like we have real, real young. And then we have parents and stuff like that. But we didn't have that middle group. And you kind of pitched this brilliant idea that is Sands Bar. Yeah, and um, I still remember the moment. It was after our meeting, and I was like, oh, I should connect him. I should connect you guys with Chris Marshall, who is the owner and founder of Sands Bar in Austin, Texas. And it was one of those things that I hesitated, like, should I? Is this, like, going to mm. be much? And I did, and just I just sometimes think about that and – what my life might look like if I had not done that. So hopefully you're not regretting it. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So speaking of Sandsbar, I mean, I am <laughs> repping Sandsbar. Uh, for those people who are just listening, I have the shirt on. I actually have the mask on. I mean, if we could bring, like, drinks in the studio, I probably would have brought an AF, alcohol-free, get-your-mind-out-of-the-gutter cocktail. <laughs> but, I mean, let's back up. Before we even get into Sandsbar, how did you get into bartending? That That's, I think, fascinating. Because I've yeah. always wanted to bartend. And I've waitressed, but I've never been good enough to remember what goes in the drinks. I was always that person <laughs> that had to have the book behind the, you know, like, what? Like, how did yes. you get into bartending? Well, I started waiting tables when I was 18. Um, moved out to New York. Was not in the restaurant industry. Was doing hair. You just, like, casually are like, oh, I moved out to New York from... <laughs> The Midwest small town girl moved to the big city. Like, you just moved to New York? I moved to New York after going to hair school. I did hair here for about two years, year and a half, and wanted to do an apprenticeship at one of two really big salons. Um, got one of those salons, dream job. Yeah, loved it, and then didn't love it. And Because uh, you, ha- you had your pretty hair degree, your PhD, my PhD right? My, my pretty hair degree. Mm-hmm. People really like that. I said yeah. that once to you, and you were like, what? PhD. And then I got it and I like snow. Well, because I thought I like didn't know that about you. I was like, oh my God, you have a PhD and I didn't know this about you. And then you're like, pretty hair degree. And I'm pretty sure I snort laughed. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, the, that's the reaction I get. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, I didn't love the salon. So I left and I needed to make money pretty quickly. So I started waiting tables at a place that you have actually been to in New York, which is kind of crazy. That is crazy. The one in Rockefeller Center, yes, that one? Yes, yeah. it's giant. It serves like 400 people. Um, 
Weirdly enough, it has like over 100 beers on. Sorry, don't mind me. I just hit my elbow. <laughs> I was so intrigued by your story, Annie. <laughs> so I was a server there for a while, and I feel like it's a natural progression for servers to want to be bartenders. So I was kind of interested in it. but Because you make more money and have a little creativity? or like, it's like moving on up, you know? Oh, like, okay. All right. It's, like, cool to be a bartender, that I guess. Expl- I'm not cool. That explains why I could never bartend. <laughs> well, they came to me, and they are like, what do you think about bartending? And I was like, I have no clue how to bartend. Um, so they taught me and um, started bartending, loved it, loved talking to people, loved multitasking, um, and then moved on to other places, worked at a sports bar for years. It's a very different feel. I was, you know, in Midtown Ooh. serving the lunch, you know, lunch people and tourists, and, and then like, I was in the East Village. You're pretty, so I can imagine you at a sports bar. Yikes. Was, that yeah. was before Me Too movement. That was probably yeah. interesting. Yeah. Might be a whole nother conversation. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, yeah. we'll save that. Okay, so you're at a sports bar. Yes. Pouring drinks. Pouring drinks. Um, drinking a lot myself. Um not a good lifestyle bars close at 4 a.m in new york so it's it's a different kind of life um you're 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 awake when everyone else is sleeping yes. right and you end up really running with other people that are in the restaurant industry yes. and that also are up all hours of the night yes you're going home when people are waking up and going to work which is just such a weird feeling mm-hmm. but the money is really great and it's it's quick it's I worked for – it was a Bay Area sports bar, and so they were just killing it. Basketball, baseball, football, not football so much. So it was it was good energy, but I um, ended up leaving there, went back to waiting tables because I just didn't want to be around alcohol, got involved with Big Vision, their nonprofit in New York City. Um, they throw events for people in recovery, 18-ish to 35-ish. Um, and that's how I got connected with – Chris from Sands Bar. And so Chris Marshall founded Sands Bar after there was a drinking and driving accident at South by Southwest, right? Oh. So he's based at – oh, did you not know this? I did not know that. Well, we're just covering all sorts of new ground here at the, the prevent table. Um, so, so, yeah, my conversations with Chris tell me that South by Southwest, huge, you know – concert art drinking event over I think a few weekends in Austin I believe and a couple of years ago there was a drunk driver that ran through the crowd and and actually killed at least one person I don't know if it's more than one person and at that point in time Chris had already been sort of thinking about you know what's next for him and decided that Austin needed some sort of place where you could still have the experience of a night out without the booze. I had no clue. I, I'm sure there's multiple reasons that oh, he started Oh, I'm sure it. there and is, yeah. He had told me he was working at a, a you know, a treatment center, mm-hmm. and he noticed that people who were in outpatient treatment, you know, they would be okay Monday through Wednesday, Monday through Thursday, and then the weekend would come around. They'd want to be social, and they would have a really hard time not drinking. And maybe I just have always held on to that because that really resonated with me and some of my own struggles. I had no clue about the South well, by Southwest. Maybe I'm making up. I don't think no, I am, I, I but think I could be making both. it up. But so here's so it's what's to me, if if people don't know you, 
the way that I describe you is the most social person I have met. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, you walk into a room, people want to say hi to you. They want to connect with you. They want to be in your space. Like, they want to be around you. And you are always doing stuff. You're always going places. Like, you're always doing stuff. And yet, you do all of those things and are that social and are an extrovert, I would say. Yes. And you choose not to drink alcohol. Yes. Um, so for you, creating a space where you could still be social and hang out and, you know, get the experience and also as a plus, not feel pressured to have to drink, that was a big plus for you? Huge plus for me. Um, I had wanted to quit drinking. Um was unsuccessful because I would take myself out of those social events because it was pretty difficult and I'm such a social person like never have met a stranger like I get so much energy from being with people so Sandsbar it means so much to me because in my own life it's been very pivotal and I think it's so important to show that you can have so much fun I have more fun like I was I did karaoke a month or two ago with a friend who came in town from New York and he was like I just don't I don't understand like you're the most like you get up there and you do like song after song sober and it's it's really fun because the next day like you get to be in the moment you get to remember and I just think our society could use a little more of that so I think a, a cool thing about what you do with Sands Bar is you will host events you will also cater events and we've You've catered several events where they want something, but they don't want, you know, like an open keg or something. <laughs> they want something. Or they they want, you know, some extra add-on, you know, but they don't want alcohol necessarily. Or it's not the appropriate environment mm -hmm. for it. Like a, a workplace environment is something I'm thinking about, you know. Like you even came and you did like a coffee-inspired drink uh, for one of our events. But then you've also done – what I would say would be like, uh, not promotion, but tasting other alcohol-free options. So you will make your own cocktails, yes. but then, and we're gonna come back to that in a second. <laughs> we'll make our own, you'll make your own cocktails, but then you'll also like highlight drinks that you think are particularly good or companies that you feel like are, are doing pretty well. And that's so fun because for so long, there was one NA beer and you know, any beer, you you know, some people are comfortable drinking it, some aren't. But bottom line, there was one, one, one brand, two options. That's all you could really get. And now it's like the amount of drinks that are out there that are alcohol-free. I mean, they have some that really mimic the taste and feel. I'm not all about those, but we've now just why can you can you tell me why? Because this is where. You know, yes. you and I have talked a lot about this. So, you, and you mentioned not everybody's comfortable with NA beer. Yes. Why would why might that be? So, up until a year or two ago, almost all, actually, all NA beer does have a percentage. So it's 0 0.05, which is the same amount of alcohol that's on that's in a banana and orange juice. Fun fact about NA beer: it cannot be called beer on the can. If you look, it's always like a brew or a blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's like a FDA thing. Um, so there's a, there's a little bit of alcohol. So 
if someone's on, let's say, uh, a medication like antabuse, who you know, where if you ingest any alcohol, you get violently sick. Okay. I believe that if you had an NAB around that, you would get violently sick uh, or violently ill. Um, why people? I think for a long time, people who choose not to drink, people who are in recovery, they people a lot of people, people who still, are pregnant. Like, yeah, people are pregnant. Right. They're like, why would I drink an NAB? Um, you know, it's, they make a lot of weird, com- long story short, um, some people just aren't comfortable with it. They think it's a slippery slope. It could, mm-hmm. you know, next thing you know, maybe you're picking up a, a low alcohol beer. Um, now they have actually 0.0 beer where I'm not comfortable is like a zero proof alcohol free spirit free. What, whatever you want to call it, like a whiskey or a tequila, uh, or a vodka to me, I never drank those for the taste. I know there are people out there. Um, I tried uh, alcohol-free whiskey. It had like the burn in it, and it was <laughs> really weird to me. Like, then I had uh, an alcohol-free tequila, and it just tasted like really crappy, <laughs> well tequila. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not even good. Good. And you can. There's so many. You know, we do make zero-proof cocktails. You know, because you want to be a part of. But I don't want something that taste like a tequila soda you right know? right like that to me I I think a lot of people drink for the effect not for the taste a yes. cocktail really is was created to disguise the taste of ethanol and now we're like <laughs> creating zero proof spirits to mimic that it's full circle, isn't yes, it? Yes, very full circle. Which I think, I mean, I always give you a hard time about this because, I mean, I, I'm not a cocktail drinker anyway. And if I was going to drink a cocktail, I would drink one of yours. Because, <laughs> wow. seriously, because they taste good. Or to me, as someone who is not a cocktail drinker, they taste better than a lot of the stuff that I could find and and i do drink so and disclaimer you have definitely said like i don't like that so she's not just saying that oh no there are some i'm sorry (laughs) i don't like and i don't care who you are i don't understand kombucha i don't get it i try and i know that that's a little controversial too because there is a small amount of alcohol in it but i don't like it and i try so hard by the way i have to tell you this is all i'm trying athletic greens what? It's the green the green juice. Oh, I love green I'm juice. I'm trying. I'm oh, you tr- hate a green juice. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Oh, I want to do a juice cleanse. I know. So so we might need to explore yes. more AF cocktails with juice. I'm trying. So anyway, but I appreciate that you come up with recipes and you give them fun names like the hot and her for <laughs> St. Louis and all kinds of stuff, which is really great when you do catering, right? Yes. Yes. So... Imagine that Sands Bar is five years down the down the road, then ten years, then fifteen years. What is your vision oh, I just, for Sands Bar, St. Louis, for for Sands Bar? <laughs> My yes. vision. Okay, I'll be walking around with a cane. <laughs> yes. My vision vision is to have a brick and mortar, mm. to have just a bustling catering business. Um, to have a beverage truck um, that shows up. Yes. At, you know, I was at Tower Grove Farmer's Market, and there were at least two cocktail I know. Whatever. I know, but not any AF I options. Know. I know. Or ZP. Or yeah, ZP, whatever. AF. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that, mm-hmm. That would be ideal. Um, because why? 
Like, why do you why do you think I'm not talking about the money? Because I know I read enough articles where people think that this is the wave of the future and there's money here. But like, why do you think that there's room to grow and why do you want to grow this? I think I think there's a lot of answers to that. Um, I think for so long. So there's also something called mindful drinking. Mm -hmm. So it's let's say you do partake and. Uh, you know, a server comes over and says, hey, do you want another one? Because in serving, you're always supposed to get a, a second round of drinks before the food hits. That's Really? Yes. That's just the goal. Wow. That is to increase sales. And so That explains a right? lot. And then you get a third one or you get an after dinner. So, hmm. you know, there's methods or, you know, everything, like that particular question, can I bring another round? You know, that's very whatever they're asking for a reason and i think for so long people go into autopilot and they're like yeah sure yeah they you don't, don't even stop and it. think about right. it right um i wouldn't think about it someone was like do you want some more fries yeah of course yeah duh um <laughs> you know do you and, want some more bread yes of course yes. bring the bread yes so mindful drinking is stopping and like evaluating like do i actually want one and i think for so long, people have just said yes because that's where like social events are. They're ca they're centered around alcohol mm -hmm. for a whole lot of reasons. But I think for so long, people have been like, "Yeah, okay, I'll take one." Like they don't really want to. Um, so I think, and food and drink brings people together. Exactly. So to have a party with no food or no beverages, you're kind of right. like, oh, "Well, what's right. this?" Well, and I think alcohol including, you know, for myself, it's like a, you know, it's something that you can bond over. Oh, what are you drinking? Mm -hmm. Or And you hold it yes. in your hand, right? Or it has that little bit of, like, placebo effect where you can feel a little more comfortable because someone next to you is drinking. And because they're, you know, like, it's just, it's yeah. a social lubricant. It and is. So, so let's see, back to the original question was. So why do you want it to get so big? Or not even so big, but why do you want to establish a presence? There are so many people who don't want to drink, who don't drink for a whole lot of reasons. And I think for so long in my own life and for those who I've talked to, it's been you either are a drinker or you don't drink. And if you don't drink, you drink a lot of coffee and you hang out with only people who don't drink. And if you're a drinker, you only hang out with people who drink and, and the world's don't collide. They don't collide. And it's really unfortunate because there's great people in both categories and there's a whole lot of gray area. So there's a whole lot, you know, there's myths about what substance use disorder looks like. Again, that's another conversation. But I think I just want to unite and bring together all of those people to meet in the middle and to see like, oh, I can hang out with you even though you drink. Like, you drinking isn't going to, like, I'm not all of a sudden going to start drinking or... Someone or you're drinks. not lame because you yes. don't drink. Yes. Right. Like someone just said to my sister the other day, she she didn't want to have like another. And they were like, I just really want to see you let loose. And she was like, I mean, I'm pretty chill right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. I just want to normalize not drinking. Yeah. I. How long have we known each other? Like three, three and a half years yeah. maybe? Yeah. I remember distinctly the day you walked into the office. I remember where we were sitting, and I remember when you left. I turned to the person who was sitting in the room with me, and I was like, she is going to change the future of the organization. What? 
seriously. All I remember is like I'm wearing jeans. How embarrassing! I'm wearing yeah. Jeans. Oh my god. <laughs> well, like, yeah, that's I because we were fancy pants. Right. That's because we were just having a conversation, and then I had to go figure out how to find some money to bring you on as a contract employee, and we'd figure it out as we went along. And I remember sitting around that table that day saying like, "Yep, this is this is going to change the path of what we do and how we do it." Um, and uh, I, I think Sands Bar is one way that we keep what the, the keep planting the seeds that we planted when we were when, when we work with young people. We keep planting them as teenagers and then as young adults and then even in the career space. I mean, there's so many events that revolve around happy hours, and that's yes. just rife with issues. And yes. so when you came in and and you left, I was like, this is it. So I. I'm so thankful that you came in that day just for just for a chat. And I'm even more appreciative that you came in today. Yes. We have lots more to talk about. If you are interested in checking out Sands Bar, can you give the website? Yeah. Uh, go visit sandsbarstl.com uh, or sandsbarstlouis.com. St. Louis, that is. And then you can finish, uh, follow us online on Instagram and Facebook at SansBarSTL. And if you want, want to learn more about SansBar or hear more of these conversations, please don't forget to subscribe. Every subscriber helps. And uh, I don't know about you, but I feel like we're, we're just getting started with these conversations. So thank you, Annie, so much thank for joining you. us. Thank you. And uh, so we'll, cool. we'll have you back in another <laughs> five years when, when SansBar has a brick and mortar. Deal. Deal. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs>